Hi there, welcome to the Neurodivergent Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Griffith, and I am so excited to have you here. On this podcast, we talk about all forms of neurodivergence, from ADHD to learning disorders to giftedness to autism and more. If any of that sounds familiar, welcome to Neurodivergent Magic. Kelsey, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Megan. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for this conversation. Of course. Oh, I'm so thrilled because this is a topic that I need advice on. <laughs> so I'm sure that my listeners do as well. Um, but before we jump into the main topic, uh, why don't you tell everybody listening um, a little bit about who you are, where people can find you online, all of that good stuff. Sure, absolutely. So my name is Kelsey Silver. I am uh, what I call a NeuroSpicy CEO. That's my business name, but also I am an operations strategist specifically for neurodivergent entrepreneurs. So neurodivergent people are three times more likely to start their own businesses, but there's this massive lack of information that deals with the way our brains work. A lot of the information out there is focused on neurotypical brains, on brains that can structure and plan and organize in a way that ours just can't. So in busts me into the scene to try to rectify some of that and provide some insight into how to sort of ace this this entrepreneur game, but with a neurodivergent brain. And when I say neurodivergent, I really mean the full scope, everything from ADHD and autism, which is sort of more that very forefront to dyslexia, which often isn't even considered. And a lot of when neurotypical people talk uh, neurodivergent, they don't tend to even remember that dyslexia is part of that. Um uh, synesthesia, bipolar, all of those different things. So I really, really scam, span the scope in a lot of my work. But if uh, if you want to come check out some of the work that I do, best place to find me is definitely either my website, which is kelseysilver.com or on Instagram. I'm always open in the DMs and that's just Kelsey E. Silver, K-E-L-S-E-Y E, silver like the color. Love it. Yes. Okay. First of all, I'm so glad that you work with neurodivergent entrepreneurs of all kinds, because yes, you're so right. Like it's very easy to get caught up in ADHD and autism because they, it's such a specific neurotype and like, I'm glad that it's gaining the attention it's gaining. And at the same time, we need to be making space and gaining attention for other forms of neurodivergence as well. So awesome. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, so today we're going to talk about something that I think a lot of ADHDers deal with, but honestly, probably a lot of other neurodivergent folks as well. And that is decision fatigue. So can you maybe define that for us real quick? <laughs> Yeah, so I'm a very visual person, so I use a lot of analogies, so bear with me on this, but you, a lot of people, a lot of your listeners even have probably heard of like the spoons theory, right? We only have so many spoons or the vase with the marbles, right? Those are sort of the two things that are used really, really commonly. So we only have so many spoons or so many marbles in our vase in a daily basis. And sometimes those spoons get taken with energy assigned to a particular project, but with decision fatigue, or rather with decisions, every single time we make a decision, we lose a couple marbles or we have to take a couple spoons away. And decision fatigue is when you have created or your environment really has created a space where 
every decision takes so much energy out of you that you no longer have the energy to make that next decision. And it's really sort of this stacking against yourself of to the point where I'm sure you probably experienced this as well, Megan. I have no freaking clue what I'm going to cook for dinner tonight. And the, just the thought of having to figure out what I'm going to cook for dinner tonight is miserable to me, right? It just like, no, I, I cannot conceptualize going onto Pinterest, remembering that I have chicken in the fridge, trying to figure out what other ingredients I have, then to, to go through Pinterest and go through all the lists and then, but, but I really want to cook this. And that is the the biggest marker for decision fatigue. When I work with entrepreneurs, decision fatigue in their personal life can impact their business and decision fatigue in their business can impact their personal life. So what we really work on is how do we streamline as many decisions as we can so that either we're not even having to make the decision or it's a super straightforward way to make that decision so that all of that energy, all those spoons or marbles are left to make the decisions that either really, really matter or that are exciting to make. Oh, I'm so glad you mentioned the the ones that are exciting to make because yeah, it's life is not all about like maximizing productivity. Sometimes it's about having some freaking fun and yes. yeah. So, okay, cool. I love that. Um, <laughs> so I guess we should just jump into some of the strategies for coping yeah. with decision fatigue. Uh, is it all right if I share a couple for the dinner making thing? Because that's that's one that I have struggled to figure <laughs> yeah, out. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, okay. So first, if you've heard of Goblin Tools, uh, Goblin Tools is like an AI. It can help you break down tasks, but they actually have like a little chef option where you can put in the ingredients that you have and it'll spit out like a recipe for you. Amazing. Literally incredible. Uh, There's so also, we love that. Uh, I think it's in my fridge or something like that. If you Google like what's mm -hmm. in my fridge, same kind of concept. Exactly. There's a lot of tools online for that exact thing amazing yes yes okay so that is out there that exists um <clears throat> the second tool i recommend is something called emails uh and i'll we'll link to all this in the show notes by the way so if you're wondering go go there um but it's called emails and they have all different kinds of like meal plans we started it um when my husband got diagnosed with diabetes and we needed to sort of change the way we were eating you do <laughs> exactly what when my partner was diagnosed with diabetes I was like okay how the heck do I come up with a with a meal plan that like I know can guarantee he only got the little two-year-old right how are we going to do this mm -hmm. great option I'm so glad you're going to link that for people yes yeah 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 I really loved it basically you you go through you choose the meals you want it generates a grocery list for you you can even send that grocery list to your local Kroger Walmart etc and do grocery pickup it it really streamlines the process I enjoyed it I used it for probably a year and a half um and then we actually switched over to HelloFresh um <clears throat> And that's been great, like totally different. It just delivers everything to your door. It's a little more expensive, obviously, but um, it's it's been really useful for us. 
Absolutely. But I, you've, you've hit on sort of three versions of how to get, how to really, it's the three streamlined ways that you can streamline your decisions. Like you've, you've perfectly outlined them. So you have this sort of, how do I work with what I already have and figure it out on my own, but easier. That's the the chef option. That's the the what's in my fridge option. And that's having either technologies or a system in place that helps you make the decision more easily, right? Then you've got sort of this center strategy, which is providing you with things that you just have to tweak a little bit. So that's going to be your, you know, your your emails where it's pretty much provided to you. You could technically just accept the menu that they print for you if you don't have to switch them out. And but then you actually get the joy of of tweaking it a little bit. And then you have this completely done for you option where the decision is made for you. You barely have to think about it. It arrives on your doorstep like there's almost no interaction. And for neurodivergent people, especially when talking about that full breadth of that umbrella, every single one of us is going to need them in not only like what I need is different from what you need, right? But what I need right now is different from what I needed three months ago and what I will need three months from now. Exactly. Because before my husband was diagnosed with diabetes, it was easy to like go on what's in my fridge and just like, that's all the support I needed. Then our diet radically changed. And I was like, I need more help. So emails was really helpful. Then I got pregnant with twins and it was like, (laughs) my energy flew out the window, my ADHD symptoms went through the roof. And I was like, I need even more help. And that's when we switched to HelloFresh. So, you know, I'm hoping, even though I love HelloFresh and the meals are delicious, I am hoping eventually I can maybe, you know, tear back down where it's like, okay, I have the recipes. I can just buy these ingredients if I can get the energy again and the focus again to like make a grocery list. Um, so different seasons of life. <laughs> exactly. And recognizing that that it's okay to switch back and forth. Like you don't have to go to the extreme done for you um, and then never think you can go back down. That's really, because I know it, for, for a lot of the clients that I talk to, it's once they go done for you, they don't think that they can take that back on, right? Mm. Is this fear of, either this fear of getting caught back in the decision fatigue of it and not Mm -hmm. having a system to go from done for you back to in-house or it's the the ease that it brings right but budgets change both personally Mm -hmm. and professionally right budgets change energy changes but also your enjoyment changes yes i loved to cook I grew up in Southern Louisiana, like part of my blood is cooking. But when I get stressed in other areas, I can't cook. When I've got a two-year-old running around my feet, I can't cook in a way that provides enjoyment. I can do it. I can throw the chicken in the pan. I can do all those things, but I can't do it in a way that feeds my soul like it does when I have the space for it. Mm -hmm. And so taking it back on if i were to go full hello hello fresh right taking that back on i would need to know that i can take it back on in a way that still feeds my soul instead of just doing it because i i think i have to Does that make sense oh absolutely yeah 
I think I personally have never been a big like cook person, cooking <laughs> person. I, I don't hate it, I suppose, but <laughs> I don't. It's it's what I do so that I can eat food. Like yeah. it's a means <laughs> to an end, and that's about it. Um, <laughs> so I don't think I'll ever go back because of the enjoyment. But I do think there are like you know good reasons yeah. to tear back down. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And and those reasons can be budgetary. They can be time. They can be you. You might decide when the this is like a really super extrapolated example but when the the twins are six they decide that they really are into cooking for their for their school right Mm -hmm. and so you may decide to switch then that might be six years from now right right but it's okay because that you'll have a spark in that moment that says let me let me try this again but what's going to be important is having a system in place so that you don't get stuck in the decision fatigue again how do we make a system that doesn't increase our decision fatigue because <laughs> it's a system? <laughs> yeah. So this really hones in on what kind of neurodivergent you are and how you learn best. So for me, I'm like, I'm an MIT trained data analyst. I am an operation strategist. So flow sheets are my jam. Like if I have a visual of this, then this, then if it's not this, then that, I work really well. That's just how my brain works. So for me, having a system in place that like, okay, let me backtrack a little bit. At least I'm safe here, right? It's a neurodiversion podcast. I'm safe to be oh my, my goodness. Yes, you're self. fine. <laughs> um, so let me backtrack. Putting a system in place does not mean sitting there and thinking about what the system is. Okay. So let's start there. Because if we try, if any of us try to do that, we're going to be miserable. And Mm. like you said, we're going to create decision fatigue because we're deciding what this freaking system is. You do it once. Do the thing once. Record yourself doing the thing. Be that silly person like me that narrates their life throughout their day and record that, whatever it is, and then throw it into something, whether it's a Google Doc, whether it's ChatGPT, whether it's something. And you can do this in your personal life as well as your entrepreneur. Like I'm talking entrepreneurship, but in terms of what I walk my clients through, but this works for home just the same. And once it's in this place where it's written down, You just keep editing it every time you need to make this decision. So for um, putting out a podcast episode, right? Like when you Mm -hmm. do your next podcast, make it a joke and narrate through putting out your podcast. Let's assume you were doing it completely on your own and you didn't have any support, right? And you're just narrating through, I'm going to edit this and I'm going to add my intro here. And this really, you know, I like when I do it this way throw that whole transcript into ChatGPT, into something like that. And then the next time you do it, try to follow it exactly. Mm-hmm. And be like, oh, I don't like that part anymore. I'm going to edit that. Okay. Ew, that's gross. No. Oh, I wish I could do this in that step. And you just keep editing it, but you've already halved your decision fatigue because you mm-hmm. have something written that you don't have to think about. Do I do this next? Oh, it's not the next step. And you make it almost, it depends on on what kind of person you are, right? So I make it a joke because I 
I'm hilarious. No, not really, but I enjoy <laughs> using humor in my life. Right. So I make it a joke. And so I'm being very light and, and there's a lot of levity in the way I'm talking about this, but you can also be super strict. You can challenge yourself. If you struggle with, with sort of that following the directions, right. Piece that a lot of us do, you can say, Oh no, no, no. I'm going to do the peanut butter jelly exercise from kindergarten. And I'm going to follow, remember when we, well, I don't know if y'all had to do it, but in the South, there's this exercise where you have to state the steps to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And the one we always forget is take the, like open the bag of bread Hmm. because everyone just says, put jelly on the bread, put peanut butter on the bread, slap them together. But you have to go into every single thing. So whatever style of finding those steps works for you, if you're doing it in the moment when you're actually doing the thing, you next time you go to do that thing you don't have to think about how to do the thing something i think could be helpful too is like maybe having different versions of this for different types of days that you're having so uh you know some days are really low executive functioning days and you need every last detail mapped out for you you know like get the bread out of the pantry remove the twist tie from the bread take the bread out of like you need all those details and then you might have days where your executive functioning is higher and having all those steps actually bogs you down and makes it harder and so you really want just bread plus peanut butter plus jelly plus bread you know (laughs) So I've done it before where I've like, so I'm a little bit ridiculous and I have my, my, uh, I use a lot of emojis in the titles of my Google docs. So I have a one spoon, two spoon, three spoon process. So (laughs) if I have one spoon to do this task, it is the remove the twist tie version, right? Mm -hmm. If I have two spoons, it's like a skeleton outline, you know, like you would do in fifth grade for, for a project. And then if I have three spoons going on in my life and I have the the time to really be creative with something, it's just reminders. Don't forget to add the intro music when, when you, you know, don't forget about your tags or these are the most common tags we tend to use. And it's just like those, those reminders. I have them all in one document and I can just go to where I need to go in the document, Mm -hmm. but it's the one spoon, two spoon, three spoons. Um, in that way, I can, I have a system in place. It's detailed enough for when I have no concept of what's going on, but it's also light enough that I don't freeze. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think making a plan, it, it's just so tricky. Making a plan really helps reduce decision fatigue as long as you are considering decision fatigue when you make the plan. Right. Okay. Let's take the, let's take the meal plan, like the meal thing a little bit further. And let's talk about that for a second. Meal planning, like it's a disaster for me. I cannot get myself to sit down and plan out my meals. First of all, don't know what my energy is going to be that day and whether I'll even be able to cook. Right. Right. And so we have a process in my house where I have, like theme days and I have in one of my hyperfixation days <laughs> I printed out little magnets with our most common meals that I can make routinely that I don't even have to think about the recipe for or that I have like in a printed out recipe book that like passed down from my family kind of situation right mm-hmm. and so I know that every Tuesday is you know this kind of food let's say it's my pasta day 
and I've got three or four, five, sometimes there more Pinterest gets added to that, but <laughs> dishes that I know how to make that I don't have to think about that I typically will always have the ingredients for. So if it's a, a day, a, like a week when I knew that I was not going to be able to sit down and meal plan, it doesn't matter because I still know the night I'm going to make the pasta is Tuesday. I've got the ingredients for it and I'm just going to grab one of my five recipes. But when I have the energy to sit down and meal plan, that's when I add my creative recipes that week. Still keep it on the theme days. That's always my structure. But I'll add in creative recipes. And if it works, then it gets added to the to the magnets. And so it gives me space to be creative while still giving me just enough of a structure that when nothing happens, I still don't have to make a decision. Yes. And I think <clears throat> this is where a lot of neurodivergent folks run into trouble because we think that in order for a habit or routine or whatever to be effective, it has to be the same every time and it has to be automatic and all this stuff. And that just doesn't work for us mm-hmm. like 90% <laughs> of the time. It is okay to have a routine that changes based on your energy level. It is okay to have a flexible routine. I think that is honestly what most people, neurodivergent or neurotypical, would thrive under. You know, it's just that neurotypicals are, generally speaking, more capable of the really strict routines. And they are often the ones that get held up on a pedestal of like, this is what we should all aspire to. And it's like, I think strict routines are a tool they're not the end goal. Yeah. Right. The end goal is a healthy, delicious meal cooked most nights. That's the goal. Now, if a strict routine is what gets someone there, awesome. That's not what gets me there. <laughs> that that will create so much more problems than solutions for me, yeah. you know? And And also giving yourself, I think you hit something really, really important, which is that it doesn't have to be well okay you said it doesn't have to be the same my brain immediately said it also doesn't have to be perfect yes and so like (laughs) I do not cook on the weekends I am I am blessed and privileged enough that we can afford to eat out you know at least twice a week and so I give myself that break I do not cook uh, at at all on the weekends and I get Mm -hmm. I'm in a very different position than a lot of other people so I fully recognize the privilege in that statement but that's what works for my brain is I know that on the weekends, which is in fact, when I meal plan, mm. I don't have to think about the meals I'm cooking that night. So I give myself the space to be, you know, imperfect in that, in that venue. And then also give myself the space to just tonight. I don't feel like cooking. It's just not going to happen. I, I love the way you sort of break that down where it's like, when I'm making the plan, I'm not executing the plan. Yeah. And when I'm executing the plan, I'm not creating the plan. That is brilliant. Please, 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 if you're listening, write that shit down. Like, oh my gosh, like that, if someone had told me that five years ago, my whole <laughs> life would be different, you know? <laughs> yeah, truthfully, you should never try to execute a plan that you just created. Mm-hmm. it's just there's just too much that happened in that moment you can like like I said you can jot down the plan as you're doing the thing but that's just giving you the structure of it when you're trying to sit down and plan something out 
Mm-mm. Don't do that to yourself. Right. Yes. <laughs> use use the spoons you have on creating the plan. And then the next day, use your replenished spoons to act on the plan. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. I love that. I love that. <laughs> that seems like a great way to reduce decision fatigue on all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And when, when you don't have this burden also, so like, okay, you just illustrated it perfectly with, you've only got so many spoons. You just use them all on this plan. You have no spoons left to execute. How are you, how do you think you're going to go? With that? No, use this, the replenish them. But also at the same time, there's completely lost the train of thought. Oh, well, it'll come back. But the point, the, 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 the other point I wanted to make is that if you are putting the pressure on, oh, I found it, putting the pressure on the plan in that moment, because you know, in three hours, you have to execute the plan, enough spoons or not, the plan is not going to be good. No, no, it won't. Because you're demanding of yourself that it must be done and it must be perfect so that you can execute it in three hours. Yeah, that's not going to fly. No. <laughs> that's not going to work very well. And let's pretend that you had a full blanket of spoons that day. Like you had the full gamut. So you had plenty of spoons to both plan and execute. The pressure you're putting on yourself for that plan, it, it's still, spoons are not, not going to be good enough. Right. Yeah. It's like, uh, to go with a crazy analogy, like it's sort of the difference between, yeah, you've got a bunch of spoons, but the ice cream you're trying to dig into has been in the deep freeze for three months and it's hard as a rock and it, it's not going to make any freaking difference. Mm -mm, (laughs) You're going to bend every single one of those spoons. That's a perfect way to phrase it. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, this has been like super helpful for me. I really hope it's helpful for everybody listening. We've got tons of resources, especially for food uh, and cooking, because <laughs> that's it's just hard uh, in the show notes, along with the transcript and all of that good stuff. And of course, where to find Kelsey. Um, so just remind us where to find you. And then um, for anybody who maybe zoned out a little and is now zoning back in. Uh, Maybe what's like one key takeaway you want people to remember? Sure, absolutely. So uh, feel free to hit me up on Instagram. I'm Kelsey E. Silver, K-E-L-S-E-Y-E, silver like the color, um, or KelseySilver.com. And uh, I think the biggest takeaway that I'd like everyone to leave with, there's, all right, I can't choose decisions, right? So I'm picking two. So the first is the don't try to make a plan when you're going to immediately try to execute the plan. Give yourself space to make the plan on one day in one section of your life in one space of energy and then execute that plan in a different space of energy. And the second thing I really love for people to take away is that the more you eliminate decisions in your life, the more space and spoons you will have for the decisions that not only matter, but that feed you, that get you excited, that you really want to play with. Creativity is a decision in and of itself. Giving yourself the space and freedom to be creative is a decision in and of itself. So the the fewer spoons you have to use on all the little stuff in your life that doesn't feed you, the more spoons you'll have left. Yes. Oh, I love the way 
you prioritize fun and creativity and enjoyment because so many ADHDers, uh, I think, are sold this idea of, well, you're naturally like not productive and kind of terrible. So uh, you need to be on an endless self-improvement journey and you're never allowed to have fun again, which is, <laughs> first of all, like horrible for anyone. Yeah, no but second of all, ADHDers, we have an, an interest-based nervous system. We rely on having fun in order to be more productive. So like, not only is that soul crushing, it's also ineffective to tell us we can't prioritize our own enjoyment. So I just, I love the way you speak about productivity and enjoyment and happiness. So thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> really, it was a pleasure being here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. All right, everybody, we will talk to you next Saturday. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you give us a follow over on Spotify, leave a review over on Apple Podcasts, and tune in next Saturday for another amazing episode.